You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nahumsiegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
Welcome. It's JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. And I'm your host, Matis Weingast. Each and every Sunday morning, we present this show to you. And thanks for joining us on this 20, uh, on this uh, 26th day in the month of November, the eighth day in the month of Kislev, 5778. In Dafyomi, it's Chafal of 21 in Makos. If you haven't uh, picked it up yet, now's a good time. Now is a good time to do it. It's 43 degrees outside of our studios, partly cloudy, going up to a high of 48 and clear, sunny, and then down to 34 degrees. Uh, 68 degrees in Jerusalem right now with some rain, going down to 46. We'll hear from Hannah Julian, top of the next hour, about the news from Israel. Rabbi Goldwasser coming up at 7.30. Hope you all had a great week in the United States. Great Thanksgiving holiday. And... uh, Maybe got a chance to enjoy with family and friends. I have a guest on this morning later in the show. Her name is Barbara Shaw. She's from Israel, and she just wrote a a new tourist guidebook. My Jerusalem book is the name of it. Very interesting, very informative, and very fun to look at and to use. So we'll talk to her about that and about uh, her uh, endeavor in Israel, what she does over there. That'll come up at around 8.15 this morning. Until then, as much music as we can pack in. Appreciate you all joining us this morning here on JM Sunday. And uh, we'll get right to the music. Here is uh, Ellie Herzl starting us off on a Sunday morning right here on JM Sunday. Yeah, 
7.30 Eastern Time here on JM Sunday. Matis Wine Guest with you. Thanks for joining us this morning. Glad you could make it over to these uh, to these parts of the uh, of the net and uh, join us on the network. The Nachum Siegel Network is where we are all the time every Sunday morning. And the Nachum Siegel Network is where you should stay all day long, every day. Today is no exception. A lot of great Jewish music. 
live lunch encore and a Saturday Night Seagull encore. I haven't heard yet from uh, Elliot. I'm not sure what the schedule is today for um, for Court Report, if there's a weekend edition since it is uh, Thanksgiving weekend. But uh, we'll let you know if there is. Usually a first run would be on the network here at 7 o'clock on Sunday night. So, uh, you know, you'll be listening anyway all day. And you can... Uh, and you can just, you know, hear what's on. If it's not that, it'll be great music, and uh, you'll be able to enjoy yourself. So just keep it on all day. No one, no one, uh, <laughs> no matter what you do. Uh, Robert Goldwasser coming up in a minute. News from Israel at 8 o'clock. Uh, as I mentioned, my guest uh, later on today will be Barbara Shaw. Uh, she has a new book out called My Jerusalem Book. It's a, uh, a tourist guide, basically, to Jerusalem. But it's really a great format and a, a fun Fun read, so we'll talk about that and uh, what she does in Jerusalem. That'll be around 8.15 this morning after the news from Israel. That's what's coming up. Uh, we're going to get to Rabbi Goldwasser now and then uh, more music, of course. At this time, each and every Sunday through Thursday, we present to you Rabbi David Goldwasser. His words are, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Abaye was a well-known Amora. He was the Rosh Hashiva of Pumpadissa. He was able to shield over his entire city with his great Sidkus and righteousness. Every hour of Shabbos, a special heavenly voice, Abaskol, went out from Shemayim in his Zuchus. It called out, Shalom Aleichem. Rava was privileged to the Baskol only once a year on Erev Yom Kippur. However, there was one other person, not as great as either of them, who was privileged to a Baskoil, the heavenly voice, each and every day. That was Abba Umna. Abba Umna was not a great Talmud Chachum like Abaye, yet he was privileged to this special Baskoil on a daily basis. Abaye was only Zoha once a week. Abaye thought that perhaps. There was something wrong with his own personal deeds that made him not acceptable to receive the Baskol on a daily basis. Abai searched through all of his deeds and he didn't find any chisronos, any shortcomings. From great agmas nefesh, from great distress, he grew faint and ill. People said it was because he was unable to do what Abba Umna does aside from the many acts of tzidkus that Abba Umna performed. One day, Abaye sent two Talmidim to test Abba Umna. They wanted to see what they could learn from his masim, from his deeds, why it was that he was privileged to this great act of hearing the Basko from Shemayim. He received them with great honor. He gave them the best food and drink and then provided them with good mattresses to sleep on during the night. Unlike those who sleep on luxurious beds, but give their guests a mere cot to sleep on. In the morning, the Talmidim took the mattresses to the marketplace to sell. There, they met Abba Umna, and they asked him, how much are these worth? He told them how much they were worth. Then they asked him, perhaps they're worth more. He replied, this is the price that I paid. The Talmidim saw that Abba Umna knew that these expensive mattresses were his. Yet, 
he didn't get angry that they had taken them to sell in the marketplace. They said to him, These mattresses belong to you, and we took them to test you. What did you suspect us of? He replied, I said to myself, Maybe these Chachamim had a case of Pidyan Shvuyim, redeeming a captive, and they were ashamed to tell me. That is how far Abba Umda went to be Melamed Tzchus, to feel that someone is really doing the right thing. When the two Talmidim tried to give him back the mattresses, he refused. He said, I already dedicated it to Tzedakah. Imagine his level. He takes in guests. He gives them everything. They take his mattresses to sell in the marketplace and then have the chutzpah to ask him how much they should get for it. He didn't tell them they're making a mistake. He didn't say the mattresses belonged to him. He was Dan Lekav Tzuchus. He judged them favorably. Imagine people in our world today, how many times we suspect others without any basis and we don't go to investigate whether they're right or wrong. Imagine if we would all act like Abba Umna. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
Let's go. 
das Ruach Leiotzoi, Ruach Leiotzoi, Ruach Leiotzoi, Beose, nach das Ruach Leiotzoi, Leiotzoi, Thank you. 
for that Ben Fega right here on JM Sunday News from Israel coming up in just a moment as uh, we will connect with uh, Hannah Julian. It is uh, two minutes after the hour here on uh, JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. Great program continues all day long on the network, of course. And I found out that at 7 o'clock today, Elliot Weiselberg will have a brand new court report and uh, he'll be uh, interviewing TABC varsity hockey coach Mo Fuchs about the first few weeks of the uh, 2017-18 season. All that and more only on the Nachum Siegel Network exclusive. First run today, Sunday evening, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, wherever you are, it's that time. Uh, we uh, we heard some great music in the last half hour. And uh, after the news from Israel, a few, uh, few minutes after, I'm going to have my guest for this morning, Barbara Shaw, who wrote a new book called My Jerusalem Book. We'll talk about that and find out what is uh, what is going on with that. And um, and we will uh, we'll see what is what. It's time for our news from Israel. Khan Julian, Middle East news analyst and senior correspondent at JewishPress.com, joins us every Sunday morning to bring us up to date on the latest happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Khan Julian. Good morning, Matis. Representatives of the 33 countries who voted for the establishment of the Jewish state in 1947 will reenact that vote this week at the Queen's Museum. That's the place where the original League of Nations was located, and it's where the vote took place. The uh, Vice President Mike Pence will be there for the event, as will Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin and other top officials. About 700 guests, to be precise. Israeli Ambassador to the UN Danny Danone will be there. So will the President of the World Jewish Congress, Ronald Lauder. The historic reenactment will take place on November 29th, the exact same date that the vote took place uh, with 70 years in between, approving the partition plan that allowed the rebirth of the Jewish state, leading to Israel's declaration of independence 70 years ago. Israel's health minister is uh, losing his status as minister due to a battle over the Sabbath. Minister Yaakov Litzman quit his position this morning over the issue uh, of necessary maintenance work taking place on the Sabbath on the country's rail system. The maintenance has been carried out by employees who are not Jewish. However, uh, Haredi religious parties have been threatening to quit the coalition over the issue. Prime Minister Netanyahu is uh, expecting now to serve as health minister in his stead uh, for the next few weeks until the, re- the situation is resolved one way or the other. So far, uh, Litzman's party, the UTJ, United Torah Judaism, is still in the coalition. So are the others, the Shah Sephardic party. The prime minister is trying to work out a way for Litzman to serve as deputy uh, minister instead. 
Lebanon's Prime Minister Saad Hariri says he won't allow Hezbollah to harm its Arab brothers or the security and stability of their countries. Hariri made this statement on Saturday during a meeting of the Supreme Muslim Council. He returned to Lebanon last Tuesday night on the eve of the country's Independence Day. Hariri announced his resignation on November 4th, but then suspended it last week at the request of President Michel Aoun. Britain's defense minister has purchased Israel's Iron Dome anti-missile intercept system for $104 million. The system will reportedly be used to protect the Falkland Islands from Argentina. The Iron Dome is used to defend against short- and medium-range incoming missiles and some types of mortar shells. In Israel, it was used with great success to defend the Jewish state against attacks by Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad and some of the military wings of Fatah during Operation Protective Edge in 2014. In France, three attackers rammed a shopping cart into a Jewish woman and her teenage son and then slapped them this past week in a supermarket in the town of Carcassonne, about 50 miles southeast of Toulouse. One of the perpetrators was a veiled woman. She was with two other younger women. They were able to identify their victims because the Jewish woman was wearing a necklace with a Star of David. The French National Bureau for Vigilance Against Anti-Semitism helped the two victims file a complaint with police. The agency itself also filed a complaint. Uh, Amazon is in talks to lease warehouses. In Israel, the company is planning to set up a local shipping center, finally, at last. That's according to SeaTech. And if it all works out, there will also be a targeted website to service Israeli consumers. And the Haifa-based Pluristem Therapeutics Company has been granted a patent by the United States for its new medical technology. That firm has been working on a treatment involving the use of mesen. Mesenchymal, sorry, mesenchymal uh, stem cells in uh, skeletal muscle regeneration to repair post-surgical muscle injury. The company already has a patent from Europe and from Hong Kong and also, of course, from Israel. Now it has approval from the FDA and the European Me uh, Medicine Agency to test a treatment for muscle recovery uh, after surgery for hip, fractur uh, hip fractures. If the study proves successful... The company says it will seek marketing approval for the new treatment in the United States and Europe. A quick look now at the weather. Cloudy skies today, strong winds in the north, a few isolated showers in the center and around the south, the high 60 degrees. Cloudy skies tonight, some more showers and thunderstorms, the low around 50 degrees. Mostly cloudy on Monday, a bit colder, more showers along the coast. We really need that rain. Have a great week, everyone. I'm Hannah Julian for JM Sunday. That's our news from Israel. Thanks, Hannah Julian. We'll see you next week right here on JM Sunday, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. A reminder, as I mentioned before, uh, Elliot Weiselberg will have a new court report at 7 o'clock tonight, Eastern Time wherever time it is, whatever time it is around the world where you're listening. So 7 o'clock tonight, first run, and uh, he'll be interviewing Mo Fuchs about the uh, TABC 17-18 Hockey League uh, program. We're going to go to some more music, and then I'll be joined by my guest this morning, Barbara Shaw, author of My Jerusalem Book. We'll talk about the book and what she does in Israel. That's coming up next here on JM Sunday.
Hashem and the Tmimim from the Tmimim Boys Choir here on JM Sunday. Matis Weingast with you. Thanks for joining us this morning, everyone. It is uh, 16 minutes after the top of the hour, 16 minutes after 8 o'clock here on the eastern coast of the United States, Eastern Time. Appreciate your uh, your joining us. And uh, thanks to Hannah Julian for the news from Israel a few minutes ago. We appreciate it. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, Court Report, first run today at 7 o'clock Eastern Time with Elliot Weiselberg. Great programming all day long here on the Nakam Siegel Network with the Live Lunch Encore with Avrami at 11 and a Saturday Night Siegel Encore with Avrami at 1 o'clock. It gives me great pleasure to welcome to the airwaves my guest for this morning. Uh, she is uh, the author of a new 
work called My Jerusalem Book. It is an illustrated guide to Jerusalem. Barbara Shaw, welcome to JM Sunday. Thank you so much. Appreciate good morning. good morning and good afternoon to you. Indeed. <laughs> Appreciate your joining us. Uh, you uh, authored this book. It's called My Jerusalem Book, but it is uh, an illustrated guide to Jerusalem, something that uh, tourists and I imagine people who live in Jerusalem would gain from also. What prompted you to author this and compile this book? Well, I looked around. First of all, I have a store. I, I produce a range of gifts, and I have a gift store. And so I have a lot of tourists who come into my store, and sometimes people are asking for guides. And I have looked around, and for the most part, the guides, you know, they, they take a, a more historical view, a very thorough view of exactly what to see and do from a more perhaps a historical perspective. My idea was to present a very personal view of Jerusalem, a contemporary view, where to go, where to have a drink, where to listen to music, bars, of course to cover the historical you know, places to see. It has um, interest, I believe, for both Jews, for, for Christians. It's apolitical. It's a very up-to-date and modern sort of view of Jerusalem. So the idea is not something that is heavy, heavy. And that's often the view of Jerusalem, that it's a heavy city. But my idea, it's very much a living, breathing, you know, eating out music, fun place. Certainly there is the backdrop of the, the political mosaic, the, the cultural, the religious... However, the concept was something that was very contemporary, very useful, something, a book that you could immediately go out and find yourself, you know, discovering new places that you didn't exist, even if you, as you said, as you mentioned, even if you are a Jerusalemite, I can assure you, you will discover some things that you didn't know. Sure. Look, looking at your discovery list, I'll call it, in the beginning of the book, uh, you have the different areas, different sites. And like you said, there's, of course, a lot of history. I mean, that's why people want to go as tourists to see. But a, a lot of times the um, the people who are going will probably know much of the history or they'll learn it on their own. And I guess when you visit certain sites as a tourist, uh you, you certainly want to know where you are, but you want to actually get there, and you want to know what's feasible and where to go to get there. And, you know, this certainly does that with beautiful illustrations. Did, did you do these illustrations yourself? No. Or? In fact, I commissioned a, a young Betzalel um, graduate, ah. a young artist um, by the name of Shlomi Gorotsky. Um, he's a Russian immigrant, and he... I think he has a very good hand, and uh, we've worked very well together. And I, I believe, you know, it, it is a unique approach to, to the city, and I think it, it, has, it could have attraction for all age groups. So it could be for a younger person, for an older person. It could be something that could be coloured in. And as you're probably familiar, the whole idea of, 
colouring books for adults, that's become very much of a trend. So <laughs> yes. in some ways, that, pick, that picks up on that as well. Right. Um, it, it gives a tourist something to do when, when they you know, may be listening to something or having the kids uh, doing something, and they're like, sitting around <laughs> they'll doodle in that's, something that's, but that's right but those drawings are, are very um, authentic when when I, I see them here and as anybody who looks at this and buys this book well, will see they're extremely authentic well done well detailed well they're it's original artwork it hasn't mm-hmm. been copied this is you know somebody who actually created the artwork and I think that that shows I mean my whole idea, you know, in all the work that I do is to commission original artwork. I mean, right. I think that there's um, people are always looking for the authentic, you know, the something that really does reflect a place. Today, with this, you know, internationalism, everything sort of seems the same. Uh, gift items, you can feel that there's someplace in China that today they're making, you know, things for, for New York and tomorrow they're making for Berlin and the right. next day London. So uh, the, I, there is that search for authenticity and that's what I'm trying to present as well. Right, and that, that shows definitely here. Barbara Shaw, author, My Jerusalem Book, is with us this morning on JM Sunday. By my great powers of deduction and, and reasoning, I, I can uh, determine that from your accent you're not originally from Jerusalem am I correct on that how did you guess guess? well you know I think that every year that you live in Israel is probably worth two everywhere that's um I originally come from Sydney Australia and Ah. I've been here for 31 years nice and um so so let me take you back the first time you visited Israel uh, was it uh, just out of curiosity? Was it school? Was it as a tourist? And 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 how did you feel the first time you went? And how did you look at things when you first got there? Look, I I I came to Israel when I was twelve. My mother my mother's idea was to dump me somewhere <laughs> at a kibbutz and that she would go off and <laughs> go around Europe. Great. Um, we had some relatives. They didn't accept. Long story doesn't matter. Right, so right. I actually was on this children's village called um, Kvabatia, which is an an interesting thing. Afterwards, then I came after, it somehow ignited something. I come from a Zionist family, uh, parents, the Holocaust survivors. Mm -hmm. I went to a Jewish school, and then I came after finishing high school, and I decided to do a degree here. So I didn't come as... I don't know, I'm not a groupie. I came by myself. I went to kibbutz. I studied. Um, I left for a period, got married, and then came back with my husband, one small child, pregnant. And uh, so I've basically been here since 86. Wow, nice. Uh, I'm looking through the book as we talk. I I saw it when... uh uh, Stuart Schnee sent it uh, to me, he, and I want to thank him for setting up this interview. He's a great uh, publicist in Israel, and uh, if anybody Indeed. needs anything, he's he's the one to go to. Uh, this book really, by the way, if I could describe it in one word, it's fun. It really is fun to look at and to, I'm sure, to use. Uh, and you include, like we said, a lot of different uh, areas. Uh, if somebody were using this as a guide uh, to plan their trip, could they do all this in, uh, in... How long would it take for people to do all that you have in this guide, would you say? 
Look, I, I often say to people, you can do Jerusalem, you know, once over easy in two or three days, mm-hmm. or you can live here for 20 years and you're just <laughs> scratching the surface. I think realistically, to cover what is in the book, probably, you know, if you're doing it over lightly, probably a week to 10 days. Okay, so that's a, that's a good starting point to uh, to get this. And by the way, the book is available. Uh, I guess all outlets. It's available on Amazon, uh, and and people can stop by your store, which we'll talk about in a minute, to pick it up. You have it available yeah. at your store. Of course, uh, of course, great, great, yeah. uh, and through through your website, barbershaw dot com. Am I right? Is that uh, barbershawgifts dot com? Barbershawgifts dot com. You know, probably Amazon is the easiest, I think, yeah. if you're in the States. In, in this yeah. day and age, if you order it today, you probably can get it this afternoon. That's it. That's <laughs> so it. I, I definitely would encourage anybody who's going to visit Israel and plans on being in uh, in Jerusalem, or even not, just you know, wanting to get this. This is a, a great resource. Uh, I see you have plenty of uh, sections on food, which is extremely important, of course, <laughs> anybody visiting there. Uh, what would you say is your favorite um, area of uh, of food uh, in Jerusalem? Look, the the shuk, the Machane Yehuda, has has gone from being a fruit market and veg, fruit and vegetable market to really being the heartthrob of the city. So it uh, transforms itself. There are lots of eating places. There's music at night. There's artwork, there's, you know, fabulous graffiti. It's really a fun place to go and gives you a real flavor of the city in a very contemporary way. Of course, there is the, you know, the old city, which is a different type of market and has a different flavor. It has more of an Arab flavor. And, um, but both are, you know, that, that is the beauty of the city, that, that intertwined mosaic where people are, are brushing shoulders with each other and coming from such entirely different world, worlds, which, of course, is the complexity, the fascination, the tension, the, you know, that is, that is what Jerusalem is, in fact. Right, absolutely. Um, the uh, website, as you mentioned, is barbarashawgifts.com, and it's a beautiful website. Now, uh, what I see here, all gifts that you know, people can buy. Can can people order uh, from here for online? Of course, online yes, shipping. Definitely. And are these designs all uh, yours, or people that have created for you? Uh, like, for instance, I see one section you have on clocks, which is beautiful. All different types of wall clocks with with amazing pictures, and and uh, it's you know it's beautiful. Just as an example. Well, the clocks go very well. The the baby clothes, in fact, go. Ex- extremely well i'm no my signature product is or aprons we contemporary judaica the what i can say is that the concepts and the ideas are mine i don't have the art i don't have the hand that draws i call on different artists and i commission designs and i guess my specialization is knowing who to call on so I have people who are specialists in typography, in calligraphy, in um, modern Judaica, in you know, just fun contemporary design. So the, that's the way that I operate. I, I call on different people 
for different aspects of the business. Right. And I think that's you know definitely sure. the way to go. A- absolutely, and considering you mentioned aprons, I'm just looking online here. You know, with, with our listeners, you don't ju- you don't just have like a, a handful of aprons. You have fifty aprons, uh, uh, all I'm, different beautiful I'm designs. The apron, apron queen. Well, yeah. you, you know, somebody can get one one for each week of the year, and and you know, have them and. Just put them aside, and then you know it'd be great as an example. Yeah. Where is your store located? It's in the lovely area of the German Colony on Emekrefayim Street, which is really one of the most picturesque streets in Jerusalem. Um, there are lots of cafes and, and cute stores. It's a very, very pleasant place to walk down, and it's not far from the centre of the town. Not far from the old city, and really is a must-go-to place. Right, absolutely. Uh, um, So people can contact you on the through the website. There's a contact number. They can order through the website. They can visit your store. They can order the book through the website through Amazon by getting it at your store. Uh, the, The book is called My Jerusalem Book: A Beautifully Illustrated Guide to visiting Jerusalem and the places to go and and just things to do it's uh, well over a hundred pages worth of uh, of in a way activities you know if you you could follow this on your on your tour and uh, you know this, is, this seems like a must-have for anybody visiting uh, Jerusalem both Jew and non-jew alike because there are definitely and things all in here for age everything. groups I think all age yes yes are, you know a hard group to to buy for and right of course, everything's online, but uh, there's something nice about holding something in your hand. Right, well. absolutely. I'd like to just mention also that um, next week, next Saturday night and Sunday, I think it's December 2nd and 3rd, mm-hmm. um, at White Plains there's going to be a, um, a large um, Judaic affair. And in fact, I will be there oh, for selling. Oh, nice. So that's just in a week's time. And, and where is that going to be? Do you have the uh, exact information? or? So it's at the um, Batami um, White Plains Judaica Show. It's apparently a very well-known right. um, Judaica Show. I'll get more information from Stuart, I'm sure, and uh, you know, we'll mention it on the uh, on the air. Uh, I, I'm curious. I have a question for you about the tourists. You have a lot of people, I'm sure, that come to your store. Do you, what do you find might be the most surprising revelation that people have about visiting Jerusalem? Maybe some people that aren't as into the knowledge or have as much history or it's their first time or they wanted to go to experience it, not from a, let's say, purely religious standpoint, you know, only, but just in general, and they get to Israel and they come to Jerusalem and, and you hear them say, wow, I didn't know that blank, or I, I, I really I, learned something. Yeah, I think that that's a really good question. I think, you know, some naturally people who have never been before or, or you know, hear about Israel, Jerusalem in the news and have a certain anxiousness or nervousness about the security situation. And I think you know, people are amazed at how secure they feel here. You right. know, there, there's, um, you walk along and you don't have a sense of violence or aggression just walking along. You, you have a sense of security, and people are often surprised about that. I think the, the modernity, the, you know, you can feel this pulsating vibrancy 
that is in the air. There's something, you know, it's not laid back. There's there's an excitement, and that that is really palpable in the air. I think the whole food thing, people are amazed at how, <laughs> yes. at the variety of food, at the freshness of food, at the variety of um you know, things that you can buy here, the the music scene, you know, the art scene, the cultural scene, although it's, in fact, really a very small town, um, the amount there is to do from every point of view is just amazing. Right. You know, from highbrow music to, you know, lots of groups come through the, the, the city, very well-known groups. Um, so... I think people are surprised at how much actually goes on. It's n- it's not just a little sleepy, you know, backwater. There's it's, it's incredibly um, vibrant. Is it right, very vibrant and uh, and very uh, uh, what's the word I think of? It, it's it's um, you, you can go into you can walk from one street to another and be in a totally different world and experience well, that. Fi- Almost within five or ten minutes. Exactly. You know, that, that is the that's the extraordinary thing. Right. That um, just near the old city, you know, there's the Arab quarter, there's the um, very religious quarters, Mao Sharim. They're sort of side by side, and then there's you know uh, modern West Jerusalem, Jaffa Road, which is yet another world. So within just a few minutes, ri- literally within half an hour, twenty minutes. You can be in three entirely different worlds. And even within the old city, you know, you have the four quarters, which are also so, so different. The Christian quarter, the Armenian quarter, and they're very different, mm-hmm, sure. as well as, of course, the, the Arab and the, and the Jewish quarter. Right. So, um, again, it makes for the complexity, but it makes for the interest as well. Well, in, in, towards the end of the uh, book, you have a Jerusalem timeline which spans 3,500 years. And uh, by by following your work and by following this book for people who go, uh, certainly everyone would get a taste of uh, thir- that 3,500-year journey as they experience Jerusalem. Uh, Barbara Shaw, my thanks to you for... Uh, joining me on the air this morning and for producing this book, My Jerusalem Book. It's available on Amazon. It's available at your store on Eusted Amik Rafaim in the uh, German colony. Uh, you'll be selling it at the White Plains Judaica and uh, Fair and uh, certainly available at your store and available all over. So I want to thank you. Wish you uh, Good luck with this. Was this your first book, by the way? Is this the this only is my first book. I oh. just mentioned I've just, tr- I've just translated into... Um, Mandarin, because that's the fastest-growing uh, tourist group in Israel. Interesting you and say that, because um, Nachum Siegel, whose network we're on, had, uh, as he does every Friday morning, he has Malcolm Honline on, who's the uh, uh, chair of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. And one of the things they talked about this past uh, Friday was that Israel is uh, either had already or is getting ready to welcome its three millionth uh, tourist this year. And I believe he gave the figure of the 100,000th Chinese tourist this year, and they expect that number to double in the next few years. That's exactly right. And the reason that I did this is because um, I looked around, and in fact there's not much that is available 
um, for the Chinese market. Right. And uh, I think there's one that is a sort of a more traditional approach. Right. So this will be the the only the second sort of book. And I've, I've researched on Amazon in various places, and there's practically nothing available on Jerusalem for the tourist in Chinese. Right, I, I so, imagine not. And is, is there any, just from your for knowledge and, and what you've learned, is there any uh, historical, I guess it would be recent history, but historical tie between uh, China and Israel that you find in the cultural world as you go through Jerusalem or maybe other parts of Israel that uh, a Chinese Jews so go to? In Jerusalem. Of course, there was, they say that there was a community of, of Jews in Kaifeng in, in China. Yes, in, historically, in China. right. Uh-huh. But, but um, in, in contemporary Jerusalem, not to my knowledge, okay. not to my knowledge. Are you so, finding that the tourists that come, I'm sure you've met a lot of them, are, uh, they must be very interested uh, in learning about Jerusalem if they're going very, there? Very, very interested and um, not a, a great deal of knowledge, obviously. Right. Um, so things like what is a kippah and why do we wear a kippah and what is kosher food and you know, various things like that um, are of interest to them. Wow. So that, that's great that you did this. It's a great service. Again, Barbara Shaw, thank you so much for joining me this morning here on James you. Sunday. Okay. You're welcome, All and uh, we'll see you soon. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye, then. Bye-bye. Barbara Shaw, uh, her book, My Jerusalem Book, is available on Amazon. Stuart Deschnee just sent me a link to it. It's available right there. So you can go out and order it and uh, maybe even get it today if um, if you're in the right spot for Amazon deliveries. And it's very interesting, a very interesting book. Three, uh, 8.38, 8.39 in the morning here on JM Sunday Eastern Time. Uh, we're on the Nachum Siegel Network and the programming continues on the network all day long. Uh, we, uh, we mentioned before that Elliot Weiselberg will be on with a first run this evening at 7 o'clock, our time, Eastern Time, wherever you are, at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, so you can listen into that. Great encore presentations throughout the day with Avrami and great music mix in between. We're going to go back to the music right here on uh, JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>
Schön, 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 schön,
sing to the rock of my salvation. I'm only human flesh and bone. My eyes sting a mountain, I am never alone. I say, beautiful radiant shine on me. You're majestic in my own day. Guide in the sky when I hear your voice. I will be free now and I rejoice. I say, beautiful radiant shine on me. It's your glory in my own day. Guide in the sky and I rejoice. I will be free now when I hear your voice. Finishing up today's show with Ohad. And before that, the Yeshiva Boys Choir. My thanks to everyone for joining us this morning. My thanks to Barbara Shaw, author of My Jerusalem Book, for joining us and talking about her book and uh, her store in uh, the German Quarter on Amek Rafaim in Israel. And uh, my thanks to Hannah Julian for joining us with the news from Israel this morning, as always, on a Sunday. Great programming continues on the network. First run court report today at 7 o'clock. And uh, that's with Elliot Weiselberg, so make sure to tune in. Thanks again, everyone. Have a great week. We'll see you next week right here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you.